another day. Mirrors can't talk. Luckily for you, they can't laugh either. A lot of story there, a lot of lore. Uh, for those of you who are into that kind of thing, I love you. Welcome to Live, Laugh, Lore, the podcast that explores where we've been and where we may go next in the world of Warcraft. Welcome, everyone, to Live, Laugh, Lore, episode 19, the podcast that always gets along with its siblings. <laughs> Each episode, we'll check in, have some laughs, and talk about the lore of Warcraft, one or maybe two topics at a time. My name is Jin. I am the Night Warrior. Seriously, I'm a warrior, and I usually play at night. Uh, <laughs> and I'm joined by the podcasting queen that gets a lot of snow where she lives. So it's Sally, like the winter queen. You get it? All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> sure, we can. We, I mean, more so than you. We yes, can go with that. Zero. Anything is more than me. If you get, <laughs> you get quarter of an inch. It's more than me. So anyway. we got a dusting last night. I mean, goodness gracious, it's May. That's we got a dusting. A dusting. <laughs> Disting, you know, the kind of just sticks to the grass and then like is gone yeah. by like 9 a.m. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, didn't get that. Well, well, speaking <laughs> of a dusting, uh, <laughs> what <laughs> I don't know, we'll just go with transitions. It. <laughs> How has your week been or weeks, Ali? Yeah, bi weekly, it's a thing. Bi weekly is a thing. Yeah, yeah, not bad, not bad. Uh, I switched classrooms at work, so that's been, I'm, I'm teaching young preschool now, which they're really, I'm easily amused, so that helps a lot. So when they're saying the most random crap ever, it's funny, <laughs> and it's great. Um, <laughs> but that's been, that's been an adventure this week, but so far it's, it's going well, so I'm really happy with that. But in terms of games, uh, mm, still don't have Daddy D down. Mm. Yeah, you know, for, for my fellow Raiders, you know those weeks where it's just, it's just not happening. Like, Wednesday we showed up and multiple people were out for various life reasons. And a couple others of us just had a really rough day at work. And we just, we weren't feeling it. We were just burning out, bashing our head against Daddy over and over and over. We just, we needed a break. <laughs> so we call, ended up calling right early Wednesday. Thursday, we decided we were going to start like from the beginning again, maybe get a couple people some gear, get things going again. So that was that. But the week before, which would have been like a couple days after our last recording, we got down to 13%. Just mm, so close. Just close yeah it was really oh, it's, okay technically 15 because it was 15 no and no, then 13, it counts it counts it counts it, it counts but i was so proud of it because the tank was alive it was, it was a monk tank and then i was as a holy priest i was in my you know my angel form and so i'm, I'm like spam healing the tank and then you know came back to life after that because i have a legendary that lets me do that and we kept going <laughs> and i tried to like throw some dps on and kept healing the tank and we got him down two percent so i felt pretty epic that is pretty epic because you have yeah. to consider that <laughs> the two times that we have actually got him down has been after the soft and raged timer where it's like <laughs> there's nowhere left to stand <laughs> you just the floor is, all the is gone <laughs> and so 
You know, we got a DK popping AMZ and everyone's just like, oh, Jen, do your shout thing. Oh, God, pop all your cool downs. <laughs> so, yeah, that 2% counts. Yeah, it counts, man, it counts. So we're we're close. We'll see about this week. We'll see. I think some of us need some. I think really I just need to suck it up and do some mythic pluses. But they stress me out. So I've been avoiding them. But really, I should I should probably do a couple at least. Yeah, they stress me out too. Yeah. Because it means that I have to like do something else. <laughs> And do things. I'm lazy when it comes yeah. to Yeah. <laughs> but in that, you know, my normal ICC runs, and I've pretty much finished the Necrolord campaign. Pretty sure. I think that was the end. And <laughs> got my mountain and everything, so I'm assuming that's the end. And I'm leveling my rogue and pally a little bit more so I can do the other two. Hmm, nice. Yeah, yeah that's well about it. How about you? Yeah. Well, I, I, I'll just say I have not finished the Night Fae Covenant, so... Uh, so time. what you're saying is I finished Necrolore before you finished Night Fae. Yes. So uh, feel free to uh, never let me live that down. So. <laughs> I am absolutely judging you right now. <laughs> I can tell. There's the, there's the judging coming at me. The it's, look. It's fine. It's fine. It's just like, it's like, all right, just nice to know I'm better than you. Okay. Good to go. <laughs> yep, yep. 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 Pretty much. Yeah. That. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can, I, I guess I can, uh, you know. I, I can say that I am now officially, and also totally unofficially because it's, you know, but officially, I can now say I'm a mythic raider now because I've actually yeah, yeah. killed two bosses. Two That's bosses impressive. mythic. I've got mythic loot. Gonna, I got a neck off the huntsman. Wow. Yeah, it's, like, it's like 226 or something. It's like, it's like. It's That's like, nice. I don't think I'm going to replace that for a while. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, it's even it's even that one necklace that has like that on use effect that I've never once used because I, I was wearing the same neck previously, just the rogue version of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because it's something like you can like mind control a beast and outside, not in the raid, but outside. Oh yeah, I have that in my bags. I don't know why I kept it, but I did. Yeah, as a I disenchant everything that I'm like not for sure I'm going to use. So hmm. right. Yeah, but uh, other than that, I have been. You know, I'm I'm a little happy. Work's been winding down a little bit. The yay, the big That's good. issue that we've been running into has finally been solved, and we are kind of ramping down with the uh, all that stuff. So yeah, I've been I've been good lately. But yeah, yay! I'm glad. Yeah, but in terms of like game time, other than the mythic raid, that's about all I've had time for. <laughs> Because, yeah, no, I mean, I think it was, um, yeah, the first AOTC kill, it was uh, literally I was on a work call and I popped in for like right. five minutes. Uh, and then the following time where we uh, we did the skip to Sludge Fist and then Stone Generals. Um, yeah, we got them down again for uh, for the couple people that missed the first one. So that was good. I, I was actually very happy nice. that we uh, got it down again for it because there were like two or three people that weren't there for the first one. And I was like, yeah, you still get it. It wasn't a complete <laughs> fluke. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> that's always nice to know when you're like, okay, we're we're actually we're we're okay at this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, getting it down twice. I mean, that is not an easy fight. So getting it down twice, no, that, that's not. good. Like, yeah, like not, we not we're pretty sure. Like once we get down once, like I think everyone's gonna peace out until the next raid because. Ooh, the struggle. It's real. Yeah, uh, honestly, that was, uh, I, yeah, I think the best example I could give is that this was the most challenging, like, uh, like end of raid fight that I had ever done since probably, well, I, well, you know, I'll take it back. Uh, I, I once, at one point I said it was Yogg, um, and Yogg's wrong. That was a very difficult end yeah, of raid yeah. fight. It but was. no, actually, I think the most difficult end of raid fight uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it's Crucible of Storms because we never actually finished that one. 
Oh, crucible of storms. Yeah, because I think it was Sai yeah. that was super excited about that because, like, uh, you know, the knights at Chipotle were like one of the only alliance guilds or something on their server that actually even finished and got AOTC <laughs> on that. Wow. Yeah, because there was a, that's a rough one, and the the window yeah. to get AOTC was actually really small. So I really think small, really. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. Well, see, this is interesting for me because like. I, in, in 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 my my old guild, we would get AOTC the last raid of the expansion because there's a lull <laughs> and everyone's gotten their gear up and stuff. We have plenty of time. So this is my first time being in a guild that aims to get AOTC every tier. So yep. it's it's good. It's good. We're gonna get it. We're close. I believe in you. You could do it. Thanks. Do Thanks. It. Phalanx and Nod. I believe in you all. <laughs> that is the correct name, right? That is. Okay. okay. Well done. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be like. I'm going to edit this out if I got that wrong. <laughs> no, no, you got it. Yay, me. I got it right. Yay. Well, see, talking about getting things right, let's let's, let's talk about what we're drinking because I'm done talking about my weeks. <laughs> you also got this right. This was a good call. This was a good call. Yeah. So I decided that we were going to be drinking the new Belgium, Belgium, Belgian collection, the 1554. <laughs> I think it's, what is this, like... Oh, oh, let's see. What do we have? Uh, it is a surprisingly bright taste and a dry, chocolatey finish. One evocative of dark brews. Mm. <laughs> I love fancy Belgian taverns five hundred years ago. <laughs> wow, yeah. it's fancy. It's fancy. I think it says on the box like the enlightened dark ale or something. It is. It is enlightened. And see. I thought that you were choosing this because enlightened and what our topic today and no, you don't know why I chose it because it was there and it's easy enough for both to both to get it. No, because <laughs> I knew it was a very tasty dark ale and uh, you were kind enough to get me this mason jar that's super pretty and I really like it <laughs> and I wanted a dark brew to make like the, the contrast so you could see the letters. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's why we. That's why I did it. <laughs> Yeah. Good call. I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, by the way. I very much appreciate this. You're welcome. Yeah, now, now I'm Thank you for that. this show. It's good times. Yeah, it's a fantastic little thing. Yeah, if you didn't see this on Twitter, Allie got me a Mason jar. <laughs> I love it. So there you go. So thank you, Allie. It's got the Live, Laugh, Lore logo on it. Yeah, it's beautiful. I love it. So yeah, that's why we're drinking this. It has nothing to do with the the topic or the fact that it said enlightened. (laughs) I just (laughs) thought dark and was like, that'll work. (laughs) It works. It works. All right. Yeah, no, this thing's super good. I like it. What is this, 6% alcohol by volume? Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, I like it. It's not bad. Because apparently it's good enough that it was served 500 years ago. Eons. (laughs) Eons. <laughs> it was Eddie Izzard that was like, no, it cannot be. No one was alive back then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you, you ready to get into this wonderful main oh, topic? Oh, I'm ready. Oh, yes. I've been too. looking forward to this. I've week. been looking forward to this like all week since I did these notes. I was like super excited. <laughs> oh, yeah. So let's do it. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? Uh, spoilers. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Again, yes. <laughs> All right. So 9.1, it's right around the corner. Or, you know, define not right around the corner because I was listening to Farazaroth and they're like, yeah, July. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's a very large corner. Yeah, very, okay. It's a large corner. corner. It's corners, possibly. Maybe, maybe, maybe a right, then a left, then another right. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway. But... <laughs> Don't know when the release date is actually going to be as of right now. I have no clue when it is, but uh, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if by the time this episode comes out, they at least let us know when it was coming out. Wouldn't be shocked. 
So I hope so. Yeah, I'd be I'd be super happy if they did. All right. Well, anyway, there is one little bit of unique information that came out of some data mining recently. I think it originally came out on a French website or something is where it first was found. Well, anyway, speaking of which, uh, super duper spoilers. So here's your warning. I don't, I don't know why you got to do it in front of the kid with the effing. All you got to do is say earmuffs to him. Earmuffs. That's right. <laughs> spoilers. Like super spoilers. Like spoilers from some stuff that like, wow, spoilers. Okay. All right. <laughs> You've good? been warned. All right. You're super warned now. All right. Bye, everybody, if uh, you don't like this. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you after 9.1 and, and this stuff comes out naturally. Yes, naturally. Naturally. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, all right. We're good. Yeah. Elune is the winter, winter queen's sister. Yep. Ba, ba, ba. Yep. Yep. Dramatic freaking squirrel or whatever. Groundhog. Whatever that thing was. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Just like I did last week in the, <laughs> the episode. Yeah, do it again. All right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So seriously, Illumin is Winter Queen's sister. That's what we're talking about today. And yeah, we're, we're going to dive right in because we got lots to talk about. Because apparently some people thought it was ENR. And I'm here to tell you, nope, I was right. It's Illumin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It felt good about Loon, so I wasn't too surprised when that came out. Yeah, I think when I when yeah. I saw it, I was like, hmm, mm-hmm, yep, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it came in very little shock for me. But, however, if you're thinking, oh, Jen, that doesn't make any sense. Well, we're going to talk about that because, you know, as I was digging into this, there's a lot of stuff in here that might not actually make it make sense. So, so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're going to have some fun with this. All right. So let's start off this conversation. This is your kind of spoiler free zone, honestly. <laughs> Before we get into the, the real spoilery stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So what the heck do we actually know about Elune? Hmm? Well, yeah, this is where I wanted to start because I always kind of wondered about this. And let's just say when I did some digging, there's a lot of, I'm not going to say contradictory, but there's a lot of stuff about Elune that you kind of think, do those kind of, do those jive? Do that mesh together? I don't know. <laughs> that's kind of, seems a little different. Well, anyway, starting off, obviously. All right. So Elune, it's a moon goddess, right? That's what everybody pretty much knows her as. You know, goes back to Night Elf civilization before even Queen Ashara, because if we all remember from our history lessons, uh, uh, good boys and girls, uh, the original name of Zinashari <laughs> was Elundris. Okay, Elundris. Named after Elune. It was like, I don't know, it was Elune City or whatever Driss means. <laughs> it's not Latin. Driss. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was eventually changed to Zinashari because Ashara is, she, she's like uh, Bette Midler in uh, that freaking Hocus Pocus. She put a spell on you. <laughs> right. <laughs> she did. It was a great, you ever see that movie? It was a great movie. I have. It's been a while, but yes, I, I know you're talking about. It's a fantastic movie. Love it. It's good. <laughs> all right. So next up, obviously, uh, you know, so far, we're all good. It's, uh, we're talking about a moon here. Okay. Next up. Elune personally chose Taronda to be the high priestess back during the War of the Ancients after the previous high priestess died. You know, she uh, kicked the bucket and Maev was like, I'm going to be the high priestess now. And then Elune said, no, you're not. <laughs> and then Maev got mad. Yeah. All right. So here we go. This is some of the other fun stuff. Also, in the War of the Ancients novel, Elune is described not just as the mother moon, but also as the night warrior. Okay. Honestly, when I was reading the book, it felt like a little bit of a weird throwaway line because it was just Taronda put some armor on and everyone was like, damn, Taronda. And she's like, well, you do know Elune is also the Night Warrior, right? Mm-mm, right. Kind of right. felt like a little throwy away. And then BFA was like, no, it's not. 
<laughs> it's actually a really big deal. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. We pulled that one out of our butts. <laughs> Or a, a book from like 2006 or seven or something. It was it's an old book. Yes. All right. So more information that we know about her is that she is also the mother of Cenarius. Weird. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, the father is apparently Malorn. Yeah. Okay. That's the thing that happened. Just going to move right along and just say, yep, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to think too hard about that because that's just uh, sure. Nope. Mother, yep. Nope. Yep. Cenarius. <laughs> hey, we got Cenarius. All right. So, first up, this is the the kind of the the earliest evidence we have that a loon is kind of tied to the Emerald Dream because Cenarius is like, Emerald Dream, Emerald Dream, I'm a druid, you know, that kind of stuff. Right? So, right. the part that always confused me and honestly still does is how is she tied to the Emerald Dream but is also the moon? That's where I'm like, hmm. <laughs> it, it, it kind of makes me like, because... You know, we play these fantasy games and we just say, it's like, oh, yeah, she's part of the Emerald Dream. You know, Mother Scenarius, da, 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 da. But she's the moon. What? Right. <laughs> if it was just one or the other, I'd be cool with it. But uh, she's both. <laughs> and it's where I'm like, what? All right. All right. Okay. Anyway. So, and also, you know, it's not just that, you know, the light of Elune and all that stuff and how Elune also protected Tyrande during the, the War of the Ancient. Like, Elune has totally done some stuff, like very direct action in Azeroth. For example, when Ysera died, remember everybody, you know, when we all got, you know, someone was cutting onions behind us and we're like, you're not crying. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, I'm fine. Shut up. I'm good. Right? Remember that cutscene? <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was yes. Elune that uh, picked up Ysera. Uh-huh. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And then yep. Blizzard decided to make us watch it again <laughs> because yep. they're yep. like, and I, I got him all emotional again. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the for the freaking repeat trauma, Blizz. Appreciate that. <laughs> all right, now this whole Elun being part of the Emerald Dream, but also the Moon. Let's kind of see what's going on here. I kind of like this. So I think this is where Blizzard may need to do some some explanation. Like honestly. Like, like on what? What is your take on this, Allie? Like, I, I've, I've been rambling for a while. I, I gotta. When I really point this out and just say "Moon, Emerald Dream, Moon, Emerald Dream," does this seem weird to you? Because it totally seems weird to me. It does seem weird to me. So I actually listened to a video. I'm. A, I don't. I only listened. I promised I didn't watch. I was driving, so I was only listening. <laughs> From Alcon, Alcon, or whatever. Yeah, sure. Alcon. Yeah, I was. I always miss a, like a letter in there somewhere. Um, <laughs> and he, he brought up this interesting fact. And due to some information that just came out in 9.1, which we'll get about in a minute. Um, <laughs> she, she, since she's, she's got a lot to do with the light and the ordering of things back in the day. And the thought that maybe the Eternal Ones and the Titans are on par with each other due to various things. Yeah, that makes and sense. And Elune, with 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 her and how she is and who she is, she is part... I don't want a room we have later in the notes. But basically, that she she helped with the ordering of things. Okay. And one of the things that she did work on and create was the Emerald Dream, because it's meant to be a blueprint of Azeroth. And so maybe that's how she can be, like, of the moon, but also of the Emerald Dream. Mm-hmm. Maybe... Yeah. There's details lacking in there, but yeah, maybe. Okay. So here's, here's actual, my, my first reason why they need to do some explanation. So. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so we already, you know, we, we did not bury the lead. We all know Elune is the Winter Queen's sister. All right. So right. if Elune is even remotely like the Winter Queen, Winter Queen, 
I can talk, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> um, she might hang out in the Emerald Dream every once in a while, because obviously the Winter Queen is hanging around in Ardenweald. Right? Right. Makes sense. Well, Malfurion has spent a lot of time in the Emerald Dream, and not once has he gone back to Tyrande and said, babe, you'll never guess who I met today. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, but maybe she just didn't, you know, when he was in the Emerald Dream, she just avoided him or something. Maybe she wasn't currently in the Emerald Dream at that time. Maybe she was doing that thing where, you know, it's like all of the inhabitants of the Emerald Dream were like, yeah, the Winter Queen! And then we're supposed to <laughs> totally have an audience with her. And then she, Elune goes, whoop! And everyone does that old weird shruggy thing like, ah! Yeah, remember that cutscene? Yeah. It's quite possible. I mean... But at the same time, it would, he would know it was her. <laughs> you know? Like, if I was, you know, Malfurion, and seriously, I would wake up from that freaking long-ass nap that he took and go tell Tyrande right now. I, maybe you wouldn't say, guess who I met today. It's like, you'll never guess who I saw today. <laughs> but we don't know that Tyrande... I mean, if she created the Emerald Dream, doesn't mean she's hanging out in the Emerald Dream. Right. Again, this is where Blizzard needs to maybe explain themselves a little bit yes yeah oh absolutely there's a lot there's a lot they need to explain let's be honest (laughs) true all right so second little issue i have here balloon has taken a lot like i already mentioned of direct action when dealing with the lives of mortals all right from hooking up with malorn right uh to working through Taronda, like very directly uh there was a couple there was one point in the war of the ancients novel where you know she was captured by ashara and lady vaj came to visit her and she was totally protected could not do a damn thing to her she was yeah she was imprisoned right? but no one could hurt her because alone was like no protect she basically had like a permanent pally bubble on her basically and uh <laughs> yeah she did all right yeah. and um what is it and even Putting the night elves to sleep uh, when Teldrassil was burning. That was a loon that was like, well, I'm not going to stop the tree from burning, but uh, I'm not going to let you suffer. (laughs) So so night-night, everybody. Oh, and then I, I, you know, when I was doing the notes, I actually threw this in here. Uh, Speaking of that for just a moment, uh, what's up with that? Wouldn't those elves just become wisps? Isn't that what what they do? Night elves, would they just become wisps? Why do we got to rescue them from Torghast or something? I don't know. Well, Blizzard... What's going on with that? (laughs) Maybe, maybe when they're actually in the Shadowlands, they don't take the Wisp form. Maybe the Wisp form is when they like are still hanging on to Azeroth or something. I don't know. I don't know. But this makes me wonder. So I've always wondered why Elune didn't actually save the Night Elves or do more to save the Night Elves when Teldrassil was burning. So it makes me wonder if she, since she she just put them to sleep so they wouldn't be in pain. Is she in cahoots with the Jailer? <laughs> I, I was kind of thinking that a little bit, like... Maybe she's doing the, hey, Elune works in mysterious ways. This is all part of the plan, you know? Yeah. And maybe she knew that Taronda would get all angry and go, you know, night warrior mode. And I, I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe the fate scribes are right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe, this is all maybe part she's of the helping plan. the jailer break the cycle. I, I don't know. I guess, we'll, I guess we'll all find out, everybody. Maybe. Or they'll just totally leave this up for interpretation. And okay, at least we'll get a couple episodes out of it. But <laughs> I think we're going to be talking about this until two expansions from now. <laughs> it's, it's very possible. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, so we also learned that Ysera is her pet, right? Elune's pet, as the Winter right. Queen said. Right? She is her pet because, well... 
most likely, Ysera spent what seemed to be an endless amount of time in the Endless Dream. She was the the dreamer, right? So, right. I mean, I believe it was before Cataclysm, Ysera was always walking around with her eyes closed all the time, just like, never opened her eyes because she was always more in the dream than uh, in reality. It was like a big deal. There, there was like a cut scene where Ysera was like, oh, hello, and she opened her eyes and everyone went, gasp. But you guys forget about that, <laughs> don't you? Yeah, you forget, you forget that it was a, a weird thing that Ysera finally opened her eyes. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was. So, yeah, she was totally kind of in the dream. And, well, that's another thing where it's like, okay, so she's in the dream. She's Alun's pet because Alun is part of the Emerald Dream. And then we're like, but she's the moon. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I'm confused. all right right. and the last little bit of information i think is relevant to bring up is uh for a loon is while it seems to be tied to the animal dream has an affinity for the light all right so right yeah i think this is another thing that's important to bring up so it's like hey emerald dream druids right you know nature life plants woo the light of a loon burns you right you know yeah, you know, she's the mother moon. She's got, you know, moon fire. Pew, pew, all that kind of stuff. Um, Just like that. Mm-hmm. I've never played a boomkin, but uh, they beat me on the <laughs> DPS charts right now, and I'm assuming it's a loon doing it. So. <laughs> <laughs> just blame, blame a loon. It's okay. I'm just, blaming just blame a loon. It's, it's a moon all fire right. or something like that. So, <laughs> well, first thing I can point out is that Taronda. She uses a whole lot of light-based spells. She's basically a priest. She's, she's like a holy priest. I've never done any, seen her do any kind of discipline or anything. She's a holy priest that also knows how to use a bow. So anyway, whatever. <laughs> I can get on board with that. That's good. Yeah. Uh, obviously, these like main characters are always like these weird hybrid classes. And it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So anyway, so she's basically like a Illune's holy priest, but also a sentinel and, and all that kind of stuff. So crazy stuff. So she's a totally multi-classed. Yeah. All right. And to go further with this weird duality, we obviously have the balanced druids artifact to point to the staff of a loon. So that's the thing. It's like we got the priests kind of thing with the light, right? The, the light of the loon and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, because I remember like an end times and all that stuff where it's like Mother Moon, like I can no longer see your right. light and things like that. Very light based. But then we also got the Staff of a Loon with the, it was the friggin, or the Staff of a Loon, if I remember correct, it was the, um, the, 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 well, the, the scythe, sorry, the scythe of a Loon is actually what I'm thinking of. Um, the, the staff part was like from the Gani or something like that, the, the, um, yeah. the, the mother tree, the mother world tree yep. from the Emerald Dream. And then you had the, the, tree. the tooth of Goldrin was at the top bit. Right. So, uh, right. yeah, whole sorts of druidy stuff came from the Emerald Dream, right? And that's called the Scythe of a Loon. Hmm. 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 Very interesting, that. All right. So, I don't know. You got any more weirdness to point out about a loon? Because, like I said, the more I dug into her, the more I went like, this is, this is weird. <laughs> No, I mean, I think you pretty much covered it. I know when I first was learning about Loon, I did mostly tire into Druidism and whatnot. And then I thought the light stuff was just the light of the moon and its nature and that kind of thing. Like it took a bit before I really started actually exploring the lore. That I started realizing that she is quite a mysterious character. And as the years have gone on, she's gotten more and more mysterious because we do see more of the light and the Druid ways and nature and light and Terra Loon and all this jazz. And it just keeps getting more and more mysterious. 
It does. It, it's yeah. The, the more I dug into it, the more I realized that you know when I I was thinking about the first time I thought of a loon, I was it was very much like the night elves and the night the right. priests the priests of a loon and all that kind of thing. It was very much the sisterhood, right? The sisterhood of a loon and all that kind of stuff where they were. They were priests. They were, they were just totally, they were priests. Right? Praying to a loon and all that kind of stuff. And they got light-based spells. And then you also had the tie-in with Malfurion and Cenarius and all that. Because Cenarius has that obvious connection to, you know, a loon. I mean, maybe that's where they're kind of going. It's like, well, a loon is totally the moon and all that kind of stuff. But Cenarius is a child. And, you know, and, you know, obviously the tie to nature and life. Because Goldrin was a wild god. And, or sorry, Malorn. Sorry, not Goldrin. Uh, <laughs> Malorn was a wild god, you know, birthed from uh, friggin' Azeroth, you know, because that's one of the crazy things is we all like to think that all this kind of crazy stuff was the titans that came in and did it. But when it came to the wild gods, that was just, you know, Azeroth going, no, we're going to make some really cool, awesome animals. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's basically what, that's basically what happened. So. Well, and then in Legion, we get all the those titan artifacts, but and they were all named after, you know, titans that we know of that are, are titans. And then the Tyrvalun, mm-hmm. who, you know, at that time, we didn't know that she had any kind of connection to the titans. And so that was something I never fully understood. It made me realize she really is, you know, a, a big deal. If she's got a, a, an artifact named after her that's in line with the other titans. And so that kind of added to the mystery mystery of it mysteriousness that word of it for me <laughs> in legion yeah the whole you know tear of a loon that, that one kind of threw me for a loop too because because if i remember correctly from you know legion it was xavius corrupted the tear of a loon and used it to kill ysera right isn't that what he basically did and then after ysera died and was cleansed that's when you got the tear of a loon when you finished that quest line so, yeah, the whole tier. Yeah, yeah seriously. The tier of a loon totally threw me for a loop because I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> right. Yeah. She's, not, she's not a titan because it was also the pillars of creation is what they called it. It didn't say it was necessarily titany. It was just a pillar of creation. So, yeah. So, anyway, there we have it. Bit of a nutshell of who the heck a loon is. And you, hopefully you're just as confused as we are because <laughs> the more I, I actually went into this, I was like, weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess the the more you uh, start trying to pick it apart, the more you go, uh, oh, yeah, this doesn't make sense. Or maybe it does. And I'm just like missing something. I feel like there's a link that I'm missing. So I don't know. I think there's links, multiple links that we're missing because Blizzard hasn't given them to us yet. All right. So here we go. This is a fun bit. So how does loon relate to the Winter Queen? Well, we already answered that. That is, uh, she's her sister. All right. Well, in 9.1... We will be learning a lot more about the relationship between Elune and the Winter Queen. But here we go. So I actually did some digging and I was, you know, I watched a couple videos about all this kind of stuff, but no one covered so far what we're about to dive into. <laughs> yeah. And I was a little surprised that I even found this thing. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, double extra spoilers <laughs> just just for you if you, if you want. Double extra. <laughs> right. So... Thanks to a leaked page from Amazon, we have even more information about their relationship. So here is what the page says about them. And remember, this is from the perspective of a broker because this comes from the Grimora of the Shadowlands. So if you would Mm -hmm. like to, Allie, I would say, please take it away and let everyone know what the heck this page says. The lore of Warcraft. (laughs) 
function supports our theories that the first ones crafted the underlying framework for the cosmic forces of our universe, one that would facilitate an endless cycle of death and life, which they made central in their creation. The role that they designed for the Winter Queen within this cycle was a vital one, requiring a bond between the conflicting forces so intimate that it is logical to assume that the existence of a reciprocal being who serves as her counterpart can be found as well. The Night Fae of this realm seem unable or unwilling to provide details that might substantiate my theory, though I did locate one source who, when pressed, admitted to having overheard the Winter Queen refer to a certain life-bound entity as her sister. A familiar term that would seem ill-fitting when used in reference to a being who is directly contrary to her very nature. Yet just as the Winter Queen assumed her place in the Pantheon of Death, this apparent counterpart took up a similar position in what we must hypothesize to be a Pantheon of Life. Right. (laughs) Whatever relationship might have once existed between the two quote unquote siblings whose bond was fundamental to the eternal cycle between death and life seems to have been all but severed. For how could even two figures of such unimaginable power commune across the veritable chasm that separates their desperate planes of of existence. It is said, only in hushed whispers, I assure you, that is that in the eons that followed their pairing, signs of resentment and pain began to mar the placid visage of the Winter Queen, especially when she heard the name of her sister uttered within her forest. Even her recent action to save Ysera betrays those emotions, for I am told that the Winter Queen seemed to throw a moment of hesitation before making the sacrifice required to save the soul of the dragon so dear to the one she resented. Yet, it must be said that the truth of these matters exists solely within the Winter Queen herself, and to ask the inscrutable eternal one for answers would be a fool's errand indeed. Yeah, so that's a lot. (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Um, yeah, before we even dive in, like like when we when you first looked, uh, read through this, what, what, what were you thinking? Because I, I just got to know. Um, well, it made me think, okay, so and when we get to the Pantheon of Life part, it's a larger font. <laughs> it's very much like pointed out in the text to yeah. be a big deal. And so your eyes immediately draw to that and you're thinking, oh, crap. Okay, so there's a Pantheon of Life, there's a Pantheon of Death. And there's I feel like back in the day... <laughs> <laughs> right, a Pantheon order. So, like, I feel like back in the day, we only knew about Pantheon, which was the Titans. It was not just them. So they are the Pantheon of order. And I'm sure there's a Pantheon of chaos somewhere that we haven't met yet. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I like, know. maybe do each do each of, like, the areas on the map have a Pantheon? And maybe, so did the first ones create all these Pantheons, maybe, to help order everything? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't it's like, know. is that their role in this? Yeah, that's so, another thing I want to know. <laughs> I don't think the first ones are into ordering. I think they're just creating, possibly. Okay, maybe creating is a better phrase, yeah. Right. Like, they're just like, all right, here, we're going to put it up, and then you you Titans, you, you order it. I'm too busy. <laughs> that's like their interns doing the, you know, you know putting the files back in the... In the <laughs> Right, you gotta put it back in alphabetic order, and they're like, <laughs> right, yeah, they're ordering it, yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, 
So uh, yeah, it was the first thing I actually got. Like the first, like first thing that my eyes immediately went to when it says, "When the first ones crafted the underlying framework for the cosmic forces," I was like, "Okay, all right." So that's that is what the first ones are. They're whoever set right. this whole system up. All right. So. Um, they, they set up the whole cosmic forces. So, but we may need to devote more time on something like this later when we have got more information <laughs> to glean right. from well, it. Maybe when, maybe after I've actually read that book because it makes me wonder. So we, we know this pantheon of death, the eternal ones, there's, you know, multiple members. It makes me wonder who else is in the pantheon of life and have we met them yet? Yeah, I, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> who else is in the pantheon of life? Right? It also means it's not just a loon. There's someone else up there. And There's a whole band. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe three, maybe four, maybe five. I don't know. Maybe seven. Like there's apparently were originally seven titans in the pantheon before Sargeras decided to go seeing a psychopath. <laughs> right. Well, the next thing that I grabbed out of this was the Winter Queen serves a function in the constant cycle of life and death that requires a bond between the conflicting force. Well, I kind of I kind of got this one and I was like, so they set up the whole cycle of life, life and death. And, it, and obviously it makes sense. Like a little friggin Lion King or circle life. I'm hearing Elton John play right now. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you had like uh, Mufasa explaining to Simba, you know, it's like, sure, we eat the antelope, but when we die, we become the grass and the antelope eat the grass. It's like the whole circle of life. That's kind of what they're thing with the, the anima, the, the this, the that, da, 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 da. <laughs> I mean, just like that. I mean, maybe one day we'll find out that the uh, yeah the Emerald Dream is actually where like souls even come from. Like that's where the whole cycle even like starts from. It starts in the Emerald Dream and it you know funnels down into reality and then eventually goes into the Shadowlands and then the cycle you know repeats. I don't know. Like maybe that's what's going on. So for me, it actually explains the little loopies. So if you actually look yeah. at the, uh, the cosmology chart. Um, the little loop-de-loops of the closed system. The little loopy-loops from between um, <laughs> freaking, and I'm not talking about, you know, Katara's hair loopies in Avatar. No, it's the little, <laughs> the little loopies in, in the, where you get, the, you get the Emerald Dream and you get the Shadowlands and you get reality. There's like a, it's like a big, big little, little, little like funnel going between the two. It's like, oh, hip, hip, hip. it's like they're all connected. So yeah, I feel like that's, that's one of those, that bit of that cosmology chart that they're probably kind of honing in on and just saying, hey. I think so. Because I, yeah. like, I remember at 2019 BlizzCon, Ian was like, hey guys, remember this? And he pulled up the cosmology chart and he's like, yeah, Shadowlands is right there. So it's been there the whole time. What's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, a Just like, you know, when we talked, when we talked about the little loops on that one episode and closed loop system, those runes, they've been there the whole time. Yeah. Those loops, they've been there the whole time. You know, it's, I, I think, I think you're honest with me. I really think that they're going to be zooming in on this during this expansion and really teaching us what's going on with this whole system. Uh, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I mean, especially considering Sylvanas and Torgas is going to be the Sanguine Domination in 9.1. And they've already confirmed that we're getting tier sets in 9.2. Right. And it's like, oh, are they just going to give us tier sets in 9.2 as just that's the last raid? And it's like, hey, we got tier sets back and it's 9.2, but we got to wait for the next expansion. And oh boy, oh, you so it feels like there really probably is going to be a 9.3 when they're like hyping that up. Like, oh, yeah, 9.2. We're getting tier sets back. So could be, could be. I don't know. There might be there might still be a 9.3 when I was when they were really talking about that. That maybe kind of go like, 
maybe, maybe, maybe. I hope so. Me too. Anyway, so that's that's kind of where my my thing was. It's talking about it's you know the broker in this instance was talking about this. The first ones set up this system that required life and death, kind of as like a big circular, like I'm saying, like freaking circle of life. You know, yeah, well, yeah, it's like, yeah. you get it. Just go listen. Just go listen to freaking. Go watch Lion King. You'll get it. You'll understand. I keep expecting <laughs> you to break out in song here, like legit, just belting it out. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want drink to a little that. more. It might happen. <laughs> you don't want to hear that. It's, it's, it's not a good thing. <laughs> All right. Okay. Next. Obviously, it's a big, big, bold text. We got to bring up the whole Pantheon Life thing. We, we really have to. Now, so we, you already mentioned um, are, there's, there's got to be other members. What, what the heck is a Pantheon of One? That's, that's weird. Right. Yeah. So. So there's a small part of me that wonders, of all of these different aspects of a loon, I wonder if they're actually different members of the Pantheon. Is the moon goddess actually separate from whoever is in charge of the Emerald Dream and or other bits of life thing? Like maybe where the night elves were like, yeah, that's a loon. Yeah, that, that's a loon too. That That's also a loon. Like maybe there are actually multiple entities. I mean, the moon has different phases. Yeah, it, that's the thing. Maybe. So maybe there's some weird tie-in with that? It could be. Maybe the whole Night Warrior thing is like the senior psychopath the twin sister of a loon. I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's not actually a loon. <laughs> All right. That was my first thing. But it also makes me wonder if that's not the case, who are they, who are the other members, like we said? Like, and yeah, you brought up a great point. Have we met them? You know, is another member Anshi, you know, like the going back to the Torn mythology with the sun? Because possibly you pointed out that the sun is on the little cosmology. There's a chart. sun there. Yeah. And we've so, never been given a whole lot of information with that. Yeah. Because if you look at the Torn mythology, it was um, the I believe they they believed uh, Anshi was the sun and then. Like Moo, Moo, like Mushu. I don't know. I don't remember the name, but that was, it was the moon. Okay, <laughs> they believed right. that was like the, the 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 different eyes of you know the the Earth Mother, right? So it was like you know, the it was the, the the sun and then the moon were like the the two separate eyes of it. So it's, so I don't know. Maybe there's something there too. I don't I don't know because obviously the the Sun Walkers, the Paladins, they're getting their powers of the light somewhere and they're like, hey, we worship the sun and we can totally burn your ass with this stuff. So they just have like solar po- power panels on their shield or something. And it was just a big magnifying glass. And they're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That might take a while. They're like, hold still. Stop it. Stop moving. <laughs> <laughs> the storm cloud rolls over. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm screwed. Uh, all right, I'm, I'm hearthing out. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm super interested in who the heck could be in this pantheon of life. Is, is there something else there? Is, is it anything? There's got to be something else. I, I don't know. I'm like, I'm, I'm almost like wondering. Is yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't. I got, I got nothing. Like the, the best that I can come up with is Anshi. Uh, as a tie-in to that, um, because the, um, I mean that's another thing. If we go, yeah, here, well, let's let's go back to the, some of the stuff we actually do know about the Emerald Dream. We do know that the Emerald Dream has uh, layers. They're, it's like an onion, right? right. So it's yes. got it's got layers. So when we say Emerald Dream has layers, 
Maybe what they're actually saying is the Emerald Dream is much like the Shadowlands, where there are the infinite realms of the, you know, maybe the Emerald Dream has the different realms. So could be, could maybe Elune just happens to be in charge of one of those realms. And maybe we're thinking the Emerald Dream as just this one realm is a little short-sighted because like, you know, I've been doing some reading recently. And um, one of the things it says in the, in the novel Wolfheart is it said that the Worgen were placed into a pocket dimension inside the Emerald dream under Dalamir, I think is the name of the tree where they all went night, night. Right. And maybe that's just another realm within the Emerald Dream. Maybe this is a just a like a, almost like a mirror image, but light version of the Shadowlands where you do have a whole bunch of different, you know, realms. So maybe a loon just happens to be one of them. Yeah. I don't know. Really, there's something there. Could be. It makes me more like thinking of the Emerald Dream in that way makes me even more intrigued than I was before about the Emerald Nightmare. Oh, yeah, that's OK. Yeah. <laughs> OK. I like that you bring that up because then if the if you if we go back to the Emerald Dream and the Emerald Nightmare, then what the heck is the Rift of Aln? Is that like their version of the in-between? Did they Maybe? shove it into the in-between almost? The, Just the, shove it in there. Because <laughs> that's what they did the first time. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, in Storm Rage, they were like, we can't beat this. Just, you know, shove it under the rug or something. I don't know. Just whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, yeah, it, it makes some kind of sense to me, especially when, like, you know, just going back in the older lore about the Emerald Dream, there was a whole bunch of stuff where, you know, like Deathwing was like, oh, I've totally stopped you from getting into here from the Emerald Dream, but Malfurion just went into like a, a different layer, as they kind of called it. Right. Maybe that's a different realm. And he was just like, you didn't know about this one. <laughs> so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm like, I don't know, but. Uh, the, the older lore is a, it's a little unreliable <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I mean, things have changed and they've tweaked which direction they're going with certain, certain things and elaborated on other things enough that kind of changes the original a bit. So, yeah, it, it's, yeah. It, it's hard to keep track of what exactly is all canon and not canon and things like that. Because <laughs> Versus I'm, unreliable narrator versus Blizzard. <laughs> for, yeah, I mean... Just to say, um, <laughs> speaking of a loon for a second, I'll just, just, I thought this was funny. I decided that I was like, hmm, let's just look this up. And I looked up, not on Wowhead, just on, uh, just thought it was a Wow Wiki or, or, or Wowpedia, one of the, whichever the good one is. I don't remember. I think it's Wowpedia. Is Wowpedia the good one. is yeah. the good one. Yeah. yeah so Wowpedia, <laughs> I just decided to do a search on a loon. And I didn't go just to the Elune page. I just did a anything that contains a loon. Over 3,000 entries. Yep. <laughs> so, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> I mean, well, some of them just happen to be like, you know, talents and things like that. <laughs> right. So it wasn't all like super interesting, but it's just like, there's a lot there is all I'm trying to say. Anyway, I don't know. I just, you know, Pantheon Life. That's, that's going to be a, an interesting one to look forward to, especially if this is... Um, kind of a thing that we can see more of later i'm i'm hoping that we can maybe get more information from it you know i'm i'm hoping maybe they got more i mean maybe they do i don't know what do you you think so so here's here's a thought now so my original theory i'm 
Not changing this yet, but just hear me out here. My original theory was that next expansion, we go back to Azeroth, catch up with what's going on there, see what Kagar is up to, check on the dragons, <laughs> blah, 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 Dragon Isles. After what, at the expansion after would be the Cosmic Disco War. Mm-hmm. But then where does Warcraft even go after that? So maybe, maybe it's not going to be Cosmic Disco War yet. Maybe we get an expansion that involves this pantheon of life yeah. and their realms. And like woven throughout the next couple expansions will be Cosmic Disco War stuff. And then when they're finally ready to call WoW quits, that will be the big Cosmic Disco War expansion. Maybe. Well, because if we have a pantheon of life and if we do have other pantheons to explore, like maybe that's the next couple expansions. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just a thought that popped in my head just now. Well, when it comes to the pantheon of life, I was um, I, I was a little little excited uh, because I was I was like, OK, hopefully we'll learn more in the book about maybe some of these other pantheons, other information. Uh, and I think we might. Because um, I just decided to go look. Um, there are a couple more leaked pages. So I'm not going to tell you what's in there. But uh, let's just say the Winter Queen page is 56. Okay. And there's another page of some of the leaked pages is 133. So Ooh. there's a lot of leeway of them to talk about yeah. the things in there. So they <laughs> so oh get a lot of stuff that they can put in there. So maybe we, you know, come July time frame. Like, you know, me and Allie have been speculating for a long time that this we'll probably get at least four or five episodes from the Grimoire of Shadowlands alone. Easily. Because uh, <laughs> this is going to be it's going to be a great book. And I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it now. So here we go. Here's the last thing that I got. The, and this is actually uh, very interesting. I think we can riff on this one for a while because this this is the part that made me super interested and super yes. excited to do this episode. Now, so the little broker, they said. First, this is the this is the quote. All right, so this is the quote that we got from the broker. Okay, whatever relationship may have existed between the two siblings, whose bond was fundamental to the eternal cycle, seems to have been all but severed. In the eons that have followed their parting, signs of resentment and pain began to mar the placid visage of the Winter Queen, especially when she heard the name of her sister uttered. So you know how we've all kind of said, hmm. Winter Queen's got a little bit of resting bitch face, right? Right. (laughs) A wee bit, yes. (laughs) A little bit. She always seems a little pissed off. Well, now I think there there actually apparently was a reason they decided to do that. There was, it was actually an artistic reason, like reasoning behind it. It wasn't just a... Which is really interesting. I like that. They didn't just go like, make her look mean. Why? I don't know. She looks cool that way. No, there was a reason apparently. There's there's a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, the broker noticed it. And we also have a little bit more. So before we jump into it, what do you think about that, Allie? I think that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, we we sensed that there was issues there when she's like, this is of my sister. But to know how deep this resentment goes and, and some of the issues with her. Because like we don't know a whole lot about their parting and what happened between it, why they don't try to talk anymore, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, it's it's interesting to see that there's there's a reason, you know, she's probably, you know, when, when you're someone who, you know, has very struggles, you, you got a bit of heaviness to you. And, you know, she's, she's got a bit of heaviness to her, you know, she's got some stuff going on. It makes sense. Yeah, it, it absolutely does make sense. Now, to add a little bit of light to this resentment, this comes directly from the data mine text where, hey, remember when we opened this kind of like, hey, what are we talking about? And I said, Elune is the Night Queen's sister. Okay, this is where this comes from. Okay. You do a quest. I'm not going to get into it too much because there's a whole lot there and 
we might actually save the actual gameplay storylines for later, but there's a lot of <laughs> lot of stuff there. So you turn in a quest to the Winter Queen, and she says, My sister, after all this time, she did not abandon me. And then in little little brackets, it says, The barest hint of a smile graces the Winter Queen's face before it is gone. She turns her attention to you with the weight of eons. Attend me, Jin. <laughs> says player. <laughs> of course, I'm reading it. <laughs> Take my sister's tear and come to the heart of the forest. And it is the tear of a loon that you took. That's how we go. Ah, tear of a loon, right? We were talking about that. So apparently she has cried more than once. Because <laughs> I don't think this is the same pillar of creation. <laughs> or is it? I don't know. I think it might be. I didn't play through this. I'm not on the PTR. <laughs> I haven't carried. I'm not I'm either. Not I'm not through. either. But I think, I mean, while I'm sure Loon has multiple tiers, I feel like there's probably only one pillar of creation. And it makes me wonder why it's in the Shadowlands. Well, she apparently has a link there. So, you know, Emerald Dream, Arden Wield, boop, totally linked. Right. But who who was the last person to have Tier of a Loon? Mm, uh, me? <laughs> <laughs> Cadgar? <laughs> uh, he, I mean, uh, <laughs> the last place I remember it was in Dalaran. <laughs> Wasn't it the, I'm trying to remember. No, it was the Tidestone. Yeah, it was the Tidestone. BFA, in, right? In, in 8.2, it was the Tidestone that went, and, you know, brought up right. the star up. Um, we haven't seen the Tear of Loon since, like, uh, we probably left it in... <laughs> You know, what is it? Uh, the Tomb of Sargeras, you know, where we had to use the right. of creation to open the way for us. And the spirit of Aegwin was like, yep, I totally locked it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that's uh, I think that's the last place we left. it. Man, we, we are really dumb. We're just leaving things behind, just like the Tidestone and all this other stuff. It really, hey, whatever. We're not the smartest. <laughs> <laughs> now. I kind of want to talk about this whole strain relationship. Why the heck are they not exactly happy? Hmm? So, do you have any like? Do you have any thoughts other than what I've already written down (laughs) that we'll dive into? Maybe something I I didn't think of. Well, Mike, now I'm not actually read in detail like what you added here, but if we go back to the whole, why did she put the night elves to sleep instead of saving them when Teldrassil burned? Is she in league with the jailer? Is something going on there? Maybe a and the Winter Queen just have such differing opinions on what needs to happen with the universe, this closed loop system, whatever it may be, that maybe they just, they couldn't see eye to eye anymore and they ended on bad terms because of it. Yeah, that that is definitely something that, I didn't think of that. I'll do it that way. I didn't think of that one. Um, so maybe. So this is what I came up with. So let me see. So assuming the Winter Queen and Elune were once on the same footing, in terms of power, did a loon surpass her, right? Maybe there's like a resentment there where maybe, maybe. She, I don't know, maybe she's like, hey, I'm going to become the moon now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm be the moon now, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe the winter queen was like, that's crazy. And the loon's like, no, see, I'm the moon now. And you're like, oh, she's totally the moon now. I Aren't you so pretty? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Now, the reason why I'm saying maybe she surpassed the the Winter Queen is because of what Zalatath said in the Temple of Elune. Right. So, Shadow Priest, I'm at least uh, in the good company of someone who is uh, well acquainted with Zalatath. <laughs> there was apparently we're, we're, we're buddies. Yeah, there's apparently a fight in the Temple of Elune 
where I think it was the sisters of Elune is, is the one yep. is the fight. And what you do is you got Zaltath, and Zaltath is like, hey, Elune's real powerful here still. Hmm. We should get that power. Well, if you did that during content, like at the time, apparently you died instantaneously. <laughs> it was like a uh no, ba boom, and you're dead. Whenever you woke up, or maybe when you're dead, Zaltath whispers, hmm. Well, I guess she's a little, still a little powerful here. That didn't work. <laughs> and then she says something about the upstart goddess still has power here. She calls her an upstart goddess. So if she is supposedly like the winter queen, where she is just supposed to be, and I'm not, you know, just, let's just say, remove the just, okay? <laughs> she is, as the broker put it, a being of immense power, okay? But she decided to become more than that, right? We don't have an entire, you know, civilization on Azeroth devoted to the Winter Queen, but when it comes to the Night Elves, we have an entire civilization devoted to Elune. Why? Like, you know, why Why is there no Winter Queen worshippers, but we do have Elune worshippers? Is that just bad riding on Blizzard and they decided to throw the Winter Queen in? Maybe. <laughs> but... <laughs> At the same time, maybe that there, maybe there was something there. Maybe that there was the rift, and Elune became an upstart goddess. Maybe she wasn't originally a goddess. Maybe she was just a cog in the system, right? Maybe she was part of this whole machinery of life and death that the first one set up. All right. Well, apparently, apparently, <laughs> apparently, <laughs> we may get a little bit of answers here. <laughs> Now, the reason why I say we might get some answers is because this this quest that we just talked about where she says, my sister, after all this time, she did not abandon me. There's apparently not one, but two cutscenes. Okay, so if you play this through this on PTR, it's basically something cool happens here. And then you turn in the quest. It says something cool happens here. So With the big old red X go through. It. Exactly. It's, it's a it's a whole lot of that. So. So, do we think we have any idea what the something cool may be happening here? And is Zalatath maybe right? I mean, you seem to like Zalatath. Maybe maybe she uh, is talking about something here. Because we know we're going to see her again. I do, in a very, you know, twisted way. Because um, <laughs> that's how I roll, apparently. Uh, so, we, we've we've been finding out lately that maybe it was a loon who created the Prime Naru. So, you got a whole light tie oh, in there. Forgot about that. And... <laughs> Zalatath is of, you know, the void and shadow and everything. So originally I thought Upstart Goddess is being an insult because obviously light and void don't really like each other. Right. But Elune kind of almost has a void side with the friggin' Night Warrior too, which is weird. Right. Yeah. Which just goes, but I mean, goes back to the whole pantheon of life thing. Maybe maybe multiple personalities going on over here. Maybe. I mean, cause, because we've also seen how the Naru, when they're damaged, go all voidy, right? Yep. So there's... There's, uh, it's there. There's things. There's details I want <laughs> that we haven't gotten yet. But but yeah, like for the longest time, like I I thought the upstar goddess was just someone of the void insulting someone of the light and light and life and whatever's going on with her. But now you know maybe there is something more. You know maybe she did just try to become more powerful and try to amass her own power. And maybe the Winter Queen didn't like that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's some like me where it's like my brothers were like they're so good at football and and, and they all expected me to be good at football and I wasn't and maybe it's like that maybe she's like I'm so good <laughs> and I'm over there going, 
I don't know. Maybe they were <laughs> maybe they were resentful about that. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's what's going on between Winter Queen and Alone. Maybe. But I don't know. She's held on to this for eons, apparently, because it even says the bear's hint of a smile graces the Winter Queen's face. Before it is gone, she turns her attention to you with the weight of eons. So whatever happened between them has been a long time of coming. Yeah. Uh-huh. So after all this time, she did not abandon me. Hmm. Why on earth would she have thought that Elune abandoned her? That's what I really want to know. That's an, that's an excellent question, Jen. I don't know. I don't have an answer for it. That, that is an excellent question, Jen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not have an answer, but I am happy to do an entire episode all about speculating about why she <laughs> may have wanted to abandon her or didn't abandon her or maybe why she thought she was abandoned, but she totally wasn't. I don't know. I don't know. She wouldn't hung out on the moon for too long. She was on the moon. She was at the moon at the time. It's weird. I don't know. (laughs) Seriously, going back to the moon thing, I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like when with the whole Winter Queen and the Elune tie-in, it's still like I'm I'm still fixated on like, yeah, but she's the moon. (laughs) I don't know. I can't let it go. That's what I'm saying. Maybe that's just how she chooses to represent herself. You know how like dragons can you know take whatever form they want for like humanoid form. Maybe okay. that's some weird nature form she's choosing to take. I really don't know. I just pulled it out of my butt just now. Okay, well, so I, I can tell you. I was gonna say, <laughs> see, I haven't personally completed the Night Fae campaign, but I pretty much know the story. Um, one of the things that I would also like to point out is, it, okay, so you know. Originally, we thought the Emerald Dream was a blueprint of Azeroth. Okay. Right. And now that we know that the Winter Queen is of the Shadowlands, and we know that the Shadowlands is pretty much everywhere, because we also have pretty much solid facts and information that there are other Night Warriors from other worlds. Yes, this is true. Theonax, I think, was one of their names that we kind of may have butchered that name, but whatever. Um, yeah. So we got information that there are other night warriors from other worlds, not just Azeroth. So that basically kind of lends credence to the Emerald Dream isn't just Azeroth. So good point. That's actually good. Maybe one of the layers of the Emerald Dream is Azeroth. Yeah. So I honestly, I the know. more the more we talk about this, the more we. <laughs> I'm getting more confused now. <laughs> Honestly, actually, I'm getting less confused because if we if we tie that back into there are multiple or possibly infinite realms of the Emerald Dream, maybe the yeah. maybe the supposed, you know, what, as we as we were saying, the um, the backup copy of Azeroth. Maybe that was really just a pocket dimension in the Emerald Dream that Freya created, right? Because that was one of the like, things that, that a, lot of, a lot of people were thinking that, oh, you know, yes, and, you know, me and Allie, we were not surprised that Elune was the Winter Queen's sister, but some people were. They really thought that um, uh, Eonar, they thought Eonar the Titan right. was going to be uh, the Winter Queen's sister. And I kind of scratched my head and said, why would you think that? That doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> like, not at all. And I'm not saying Elune is like, with all the crazy stuff that we went over, totally makes sense. But if you add that one little bit of information on there into the Emerald Dream saying that there are infinite realms of the infinite dream, it actually explains away the issues that I've all brought up about the Emerald Dream, where it's like Malfurion would go to the Emerald Dream, he never ran into a loon. Well, because there's right. infinite realms. So you have an infinite amount of time to not run into her. <laughs> 
So true. the only thing that is a little weird there is because they refer to the Emerald Dream as the, the Emerald Dream is the the summer and the spring of the light of the life cycle, where it is a direct tie into just Ardenweald, not the Shadowlands, right. but just Ardenweald. Ardenweald. Yeah. So that's where my fun theory starts to crumble all around me. <laughs> so, so, so maybe, maybe, maybe. What if? Now, I, I don't know if this is true because there are, you know, infinite realms in Shadowlands, right? But what if for every realm or layer or whatever of the Emerald Dream, maybe there's a corresponding one in the Shadowlands? Yeah. They offset each other. Maybe. Yeah. And and maybe the what we know is the Emerald Dream is like, like we knew as the Shadowlands. Maybe that's just the first little bit of it. Maybe we will, like Jen has said, in uh, 9.2 <laughs> when we go to the Emerald Dream. And we find out that there are multiple <laughs> and possibly infinite realms of the Emerald Dream. That's when we go, oh, interesting. So, hmm. but at the same time, I don't know. It's like, it's weird. But it's, I mean, if there are infinite realms of the realm of death, it's the realm of death. Right, 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 where all death goes. And obviously there was some first one shenanigans going on there. Because Ouroboros was clearly basically this weird thing that they stuck in the soul stream. And said, you go places. <laughs> right. And as soon as that soul, str- as soon as Orbos broke, also known as the, the Arbiter, it all just went back to the Maw. I don't know. Maybe there's something there with the Emerald Dream, too. Maybe there was some first one shenanigans and then Freya and or Enar just were able to tap into that life realm and create their own pocket dimension. Much like, much like freaking Buon Somdi's got his own little dud aside, right? Because that place is awesome, right? Go Buon Somdi. <laughs> I'm going to have to run that a bit for a legendary piece I need. And I really don't mind at all. Yeah. Because it. it's amazing. It is. <laughs> so... Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I was expecting to be done with this this episode like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> but, <laughs> there's just more. There's so many like little details that could be that could tie in to the explanation of what is a loon and how that impacts other aspects. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like because if you go if you go back to, you know, remember Ian on stage. Hey, remember this? The Shadowlands, <laughs> you know, on the cosmology chart does not have Ardenweald, Bastion, Revendreth, Maldraxxus, right. Ma, blah, 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 blah. Doesn't have all that. Doesn't talk about that at all. You could easily say, hey, remember this and point to the Emerald Dream and then dive in further and realize that, oh, remember when Malfurion said there were layers? He wasn't saying that there are layers. It was infinite realms of the Emerald Dream. I don't know. Yeah, like, like, that would make sense. I am actually totally on board with this idea. And um, wow. And just so you know, this was not in the notes. We were just spitballing this one. Nope. <laughs> wow. This was fun. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> well, before we wrap this up, do you have anything else to talk about the Winter Queen alone or anything else that you would like to add to this conversation? Because I kind of I, I feel like I'm uh, officially tapped out on this one. And um, I think this is a good place to end, possibly. Yeah, I've got nothing else. I mean, we pretty much covered it. And at this point, until we do get more information, we're just going to be sitting here being like, but what about this? And what about this? And what? <laughs> as we attended one, you know, as, as we do. Yeah, well, before we end this, um, I know that w- some of these episodes, we do get a lot, a lot of 
fun, um, you know, Twitter interaction. I would love to hear all of your, <laughs> you know, theories and speculations. And am I off base with this crazy possible infinite realms of the of the Emerald Dream? I I think I think I'm onto something. I don't know. Like I'm I'm like I'm like over here patting myself on the back, going yeah yeah. <laughs> Pantheon there, of Life. It could very well make sense, yeah. I mean, you know, they mentioned a Pantheon of Life, and they're like, maybe a loon is just kind of like the arbiter of the Emerald Dream, where she's just kind of in charge of the whole business, right? It Ooh. could be. Sounds that way to me, but I've been wrong before. <laughs> 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 All right, well, if we've got nothing else, I think we can jump into our fun little positive story. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Stories. There's nothing in the world more powerful than a good story. I actually really wanted to add this uh, this story uh, in here today because this positive story is honestly the kind of story I wanted to be covering um, from time to time with this segment of this show. Um, I thought that this was totally awesome. So anyways, uh, this is actually the, the stuff that reminds me that even in this virtual space that we occupy that we like to call Azeroth, we can still have a very positive and meaningful impact on each other's lives. So... This story comes from Twitter. It pretty much went viral. Uh, well, not pretty much. It totally did. Um, and, it, you know, I ran across it on my feed and it was like, yeah, we're going to talk about this. So if you didn't see this one, um, te- definitely check it out. Um, but if you did, hey, fun reminder. I, I like this one. So this one came from someone with that goes by the name of Recurring Fear. It was posted on May 2nd, which was also the 15th anniversary of an in-game letter they received. Okay, So that may very well have saved their life. And that in-game letter from another player said, I heard that you might be homeless soon. My parents have offered to let you live with us. And there's a college right outside the back of our house that I'll be going to in September. And you're welcome to come along. If you're interested, if you're interested, just get enough cash to get a flight over here. We'd probably pick you up from the airport. Okay, this is a serious thing, and I'm not just saying this for the hell of it. If what I heard was wrong, then forget it. But if not, get your ass over here. Talk to you soon. All right. So that was the entire letter, and they said at the time they were very badly addicted to amphetamines. All right. They they felt like they had nowhere to go, so they took their friend up on the offer and then moved to England, uh, and they got sober. His family. Uh, as he put it, was welcoming but tough and put him to work. So they are now 15 years sober and they ended the tweet with a very simple, thanks, Danny. And when I read this and just like a lot of people, um, obviously, because it did go viral, it, uh, it it hit me in the hit me in the feels because I was very much like um, this was awesome. Um, just knowing that someone even took the time to say, get your, get your ass over here. <laughs> Because uh, yeah. this was exactly what I would say to someone uh, if I felt like I had the means and, and the ability to. And it, yes, but if you heard that kind of rumor, right? It's just, and I, I don't know. So anyway, very, very happy for you. Uh, uh, recurring fear. Uh, I think this is awesome. And I'm very glad that you are now 15 years sober. And I hope you are doing very well. That's awesome. It's nice to hear these kind of stories because I think so often we get lost in the the negative and toxic voices that tend to be louder, who are so busy, like even especially lately, <laughs> you know, <laughs> complaining about the game, complaining about what they don't like about the game and blah, blah, blah. Like it's nice to stop and remember these kind of stories because 
this game has impacted a lot of us just in terms of the friendships we've made through it. And this kind of story, when it becomes something that serious, where it does actually, you know, pretty much save your life, like that's it no longer is just a game. And it's just such a great story to hear. Yeah, I agree. I thought this was awesome. And um, like I said, uh, hey, Danny, you sound like an awesome dude. Uh, <laughs> so if you're hearing yeah. this, you're awesome. And uh, and going back to you, Recurring Fear, I'm glad you are now um, doing doing good, at least from what I can tell. 15 years sober, that is uh, one heck of an achievement. It's awesome. So, it yeah. really is. So that is awesome. And uh, I think that is a perfect place for us to end it, if you, uh, <laughs> if you agree. <laughs> I do agree. All right. So, all right. Well, we will catch you next time. I seriously think Illyrian and the Winter Queen are going to have a family reunion in 9.3. It's going to be great. It's going to be anger and emotions. (laughs) Well, that's just like most family reunions. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Live, Laugh, Lore. If you have a topic you'd like us to discuss or a question that you're just dying to know the answer to, send us an email at livelaughlorecast at gmail.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at live underscore laugh underscore lore. You can follow Jen on Twitter at Jared Cooster, and you can follow Allie at Allie Anders K. Meanwhile, be kind and take care.